0: Good morning, small business owners and entrepreneurs. Last week, I made the bold statement that everything we knew, we needed to know about business communication, Newton knew in 1686. And this week, I'm gonna make the same claim about how small businesses create impact. And so Newton, except we're going to use Newton's second law instead of Newton's first law, which is uh, force equals mass times acceleration. So how can the understanding of a basic principle of physics help us gain new perspective in small business? Let's get mechanical. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Stephen Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the No-Nonsense Podcast, where we blend your passion with proven business principles and practical action. This isn't about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about taking those proven business principles and applying them in unique and creative ways, to help small business. All right. So, um, this is episode 52 and we are, uh, we're live. If you're listening to us live, that's awesome. If you are, uh, watching this episode, uh, uh, as a replay, uh, thank you for watching. Uh, please consider subscribing to the beyond 50% YouTube channel and hitting the notification bell to let you know anytime we go live or release new content. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast version, thank you for listening and, uh, appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking the time to, uh, to listen to this content. And we, we know, uh, business owners are busy, so I appreciate that. Uh, and in the spirit of that, I'm going to, uh, uh, like I said next last week, we're going to try and keep these relatively short so that you can get in, get good information, and get out. And the other thing that I want to comment on really quick is that the show notes for this page will be at the link in the in the uh, screen now, uh, but it's b50p.info forward slash uattr052. All right. That's the housekeeping stuff. Let's talk about Newton's second law and how we can apply it to making an impact in business. The first thing I want to, I want to touch on is why do we bother starting a business in the first place? I mean, in, in some ways, starting a business is, is this glamorous thing, but once you really dig into it, um, it's, definitely isn't a glamorous activity it's not a glamorous place to be there's a perception of it that is glamorous but business ownership is hard and muddy and difficult um and and uh you know sometimes all consuming And, and so there's and it isn't always successful in fact more often than not it's not successful And that plays into this whole thing too. So it's really important to understand why you're starting a business in the first place, because you're not uh, gonna go to the bank and get a business loan and suddenly have a successful operation that uh, affords you a great house in the mountains and and a fancy car. That's not what real small business ownership looks like. And why do we do that? Why do we put ourselves and our families and the people around us, the people we love who support us, Why do we put them through that? Well, my answer to that question is that we put them through that because we want to have a specific impact on the world, some kind of positive change that we would like to see. And that doesn't have to be some kind of monumental um, fix the environment or uh, achieve perfect social justice or whatever it is, you know, from that perspective, it can be improving the quality of life of one person at a time and that can be through a video game or through, uh, some other product. Uh, uh I mean, if fidget spinner makes people happy, then you can build a business around that. So the idea is we want to create an impact on the world. And, and it's not specifically about making money. If it becomes specifically about making money, my personal advice to you would be to do something else. Um, find a career where you can make a lot of money and work for somebody who is is taking on the entrepreneurial portion of the burden. Um, So how do we go about making an impact in a small business environment or as a small business? Um, And and taking it back to Newton's second law, force equals mass times acceleration. uh, How do we apply that and the idea here, uh, and I mentioned this last week also, is is to take these physics principles that a lot of people are very familiar with. Uh, Newton's three laws of motion are very commonly understood, and 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 they do bring physics to a place where you can understand it and say, okay, that that makes sense to me, right? And the idea here is to take those physical laws, and and associate that framework to a portion of the business environment which can be complex. And we make it often more complex than it has to be because we actually we look at the complexity a lot of times before we dig into the simplicity, if we ever do. But if you take a moment to start at the simple principle and then work your way out from there, then I find that you can use, uh, as long as you're, you have the core right, you can use that, uh, sense of purpose that you can achieve there and use the complexity appropriately. And the complexity comes in tools and, and, and different pieces of that puzzle that you can apply. But then we're applying them in a way that's actually moving the business forward instead of simply complicating the issue. So let's talk about once again, like last week, we're going to change the variables in the equation a little bit. Um, so mass really in this case equals the resources we have available that we can bring to bear in the situation. And some of those resources, you can think of them right away. What's the first one, right? Cash, money. How do we fund this thing? How do we, how do we, uh, capitalize our business. So that's the first one. That one's the low hanging fruit. And of course, the the next one that you're going to come up with is the people that you have working with you, your team, right? So, so um, that's fine. You know, those are really great first order things, but you have other assets that you can draw on to create value. And that's what we need to look at so that we understand the full scope of what we bring to bear to the business environment. And that can be knowledge, our own understanding. I've been doing small business for 30 years. That has a certain amount of value. I've been working in high tech for most of that time. That has a certain amount of value. So, and, and, and I have a business degree that has a certain amount of knowledge value. All of those things you have too. Maybe not those specific things, but similar things and it doesn't matter if you're you know graduating high school with a business idea or like me in in uh, the hopefully middle of your career um and uh, uh you know doing something doing something uh, that you love uh then uh you're going to have a different breadth of experience to draw on depending on where you are in your life and your career and your profession right? You could, you could do one thing for, uh, 20 years and decide you want to do something different. And you have, you still have a breadth of experience in this first place to draw on. But that new profession, you may have, uh, you're starting it fresh. So you may have less to, to draw on in that specific case. And so that's the knowledge that you have is not just, um, uh, something that you can you can dismiss. It's it's really a very important part of what you can offer a community or a, a marketplace, and and knowledge that might seem unrelated can be valuable. And an example of that specifically, um, I was speaking with my wife this weekend, and uh, the, the the whole idea of you know, doing podcasts and live streams and, and a lot of the audio visual work that I do, I started in 1985 before I graduated high school. I was doing, um, if you've watched the, uh, show before or listened to the podcast, you'll know that I did garage. I did demo tapes for garage bands. So a lot of that knowledge actually came back many years later. And you know, companies might like to marketing might like to tell you that things have changed. You know, in the audio industry, well, yeah, some of the equipment has changed a little bit. We don't use tape; we use digital, digital uh, storage media for the most part. Uh, but the principles actually are largely the same. And so, I don't want to go off too much on a tangent there, but the point is that your knowledge, the breadth of your knowledge, goes from your your entire history, your whole life that you can bring in and it doesn't have to be directly related to the topic at hand in order to be valuable in your ability to create an impact so so your knowledge that's one uh one of the resources that you have equipment you know it may be that you have uh specific equipment or you have access to specific equipment that you can use to create an impact that you can create a product and maybe it's Uh, You know, it could be hand tools, but it could also be a specific piece of equipment that isn't um, necessarily uh, unique, but maybe it isn't cheap or maybe there aren't a bunch of them. And so you might have access to a somewhat unique piece of equipment, or you may have a whole set of equipment that you can use. So equipment is another thing that another resource... Intellectual property is an important one that we don't always think about. So, what do you have that's that you can protect? You know, can you copyright it? Can you trademark it? Can you do a design patent? Can you do a utility patent? You know, and and um, you know, if you have an idea and you're not sure if it's patentable, you know, a provisional patent application is actually not very expensive, and then you can say, okay, a year from now when the provisional expires you can make the call as to whether or not, whether or not that particular thing is worth moving forward on, but something to consider, but intellectual property is an important thing. And everything you write, every picture you take, all of that can be copyrighted. It might not be patentable, but it can be copyrighted. Uh, as long as it's not, you know, something that you, you have, um, that you're using as a, uh, a source. Like, um, if you're quoting something, obviously you can't quote, uh, you can't copyright someone else's work, but your work you can protect. And so that's another one that, um, is really important relationships. And, and this one, I think a lot of times people discount it's, you know, you've heard who, you know, right. It's who, you know, and, and that without being, you know, the, the, the buddy system it can be valuable in terms of creating and leveraging relationships with people that might not work for you, you know, but they might have value that they can add as, uh, board members. They might be people that can be resource, that can be partners that, that, um, maybe they can do manufacturing for you. Um, maybe they, uh, do, uh, other services, whatever it is, uh, maybe they're just somebody you can, you trust enough to bounce ideas off of, say, Hey, I was thinking about doing this. And they say, well, maybe you should reconsider that. Right. Or maybe they say, Hey, that's a great idea. When can I sign a check? So the relationships we have, the last two, I I think are also really important in terms of, uh, passion and energy. When you start a small business, you are going to be putting a ton of time, personal resources, I, I can't even tell you all of this, all of the that you are going to have to commit to making a successful small business, and it, or to make a small business, and that doesn't even guarantee you success. Um, and and even if you don't succeed, that it could be completely not up to you. You know, you could have market conditions that don't allow you to succeed, and we have to be willing to brave that. And the only way we can do that is if we are passionate about. Our business, the product, the impact that we want to have—we have to have passion around that. The other thing we have to have is energy, and you have to understand how much energy you have. Um, you know, if you decide that you're going to start a multinational uh, business and you're also uh, working a full-time job, and you just and 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 you just had twins, that might not be the best time to start a business. Now, make the argument you can change your lifestyle, whatever, that's true, but you have to take all of that into consideration and the, and the focus here is what's my energy level. Do I have the energy that's going to be required to make this work or to give it a shot? So that's huge. Um, actually, when I was reviewing my notes, and, but I didn't type it in, there's another thing that I, I want to throw in here and that's talent. Um, you know, I don't want to get into the talent debate in terms of whether or not talent is learnable versus something that's inborn. Um, but if you have a gift, that, that can play into certainly the resources you have to, uh, to bring to the marketplace. So if you're Yo-Yo Ma and you're this fantastic cellist, then, uh, your talent becomes part of your, your business resources. Um, and, uh, the last thing, and I think actually one of the most important things for entrepreneurs is creative association. And that is being able to take all the disparate resources that we have. Let's, let's take our talent and our equipment and what money we have and the people that we know, and how do we combine that in a unique way, in a way that other people haven't combined it to make something valuable to the market that creates the impact that we want in a way that nobody else is doing it, that adds value. So I think that's a, a really important one to, to end with when it comes to the resources portion of Newton's second law. When we're talking about mass which is our resources. So let's talk a little bit about what what Newton called acceleration. What and what I'm going to redefine that as is the direction and momentum that you choose to take your company. And and so that can be market direction, that can be your growth targets, it can be the the product development that you do, what kind of product are you going to bring to the market? And that goes back to the creative association that I was just talking about. And uh, you know what? How do you bring your employees into the equation? How do they benefit? If they only benefit with a paycheck, then you are a commodity to them. Uh, if you if you bring something more than that. You know equity positions, profit sharing, whatever it is that you can bring to your employees so that they can um, achieve some benefit or gain realize some benefit from working for you, then uh, then that adds to the momentum of your business. And then, of course, your owner benefit. What are you getting out of it? And how do you how do you direct that energy into the the momentum of your company? that goes in the direction of the impact that you want to have. And so there's not really a lot more that I want to say about that particular part of it. It's simply that we want to set the direction that will, and 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 that takes the, we want to set the direction in which we're going to utilize the resources we have to create the impact that we want. And so we do need to do that from the front end. We need to say, this is where I want to be. This is the resource pool that I have available to me. How do I set the direction to get this group of resources to create that impact in the future? And that's the focus of the momentum portion of Newton's second law, Uh When we talk about acceleration, yes, for all the people who, who understand math, acceleration and momentum are not the same thing. I understand that, but for illustrative purposes, it works. So last but not least, we have force or impact. Now, last week I, I will put a um, link. I'll get this right eventually. So links are going to go up here, but actually since they're cards, they just go straight across the top. I think anyway. I will put a card to last week's episode right above here. So if you didn't get to get a chance to watch that or listen to it, you can go ahead and do that. But we defined force as, uh, the sum of business communication. In this case, we're going to use a slightly different, uh, definition of force. And that is the impact that we want to have in the marketplace. And so, uh, impact is, whatever you want it to be as a business owner. Do you want to change the quality of life of a market segment? You know, uh, you know, Patagonia makes clothing. They want people to be warm. You know, if you just take their jacket lines, okay, fine. Um, you know, or do you want to change the quality of life of, uh, people by helping them stay fit? Uh, do you want to just have a, uh, you know, a better tasting breakfast cereal, whatever it is, or, or, uh, uh, organic products that help people, uh, reduce the, uh, amount of chemicals that they're eating in their food. And you, and your idea of their quality of life improvement comes from those things. And it, so it can be anything you, you can dream of that changes or improves the quality of life for your customers. So that's one thing, uh, you can support other businesses, you know, beyond 50% entire existence is about helping other businesses. Directed energy. My other company makes high voltage and high current pulse generators that help other technology companies create unique, uh, uh, technology themselves. So things they couldn't do without a high voltage or high current pulse. And so you can support other businesses so that they can uh, create uh, their own their own kind of impact. You can support the scientific and research communities. You can uh, support manufacturing or transportation. Um, you can get into the technology business. And all of these places, whether you're making phones or or putting an electric car in space, I mean all of those things are impacts that some entrepreneur wanted to create in the world, you know, uh, so whatever that impact is, that's the force piece of this equation. And that's where we all want to go, right? We all want to take our resources and our vision, the impact we want to have, and we want to set a direction that helps us do that. And so when we wrap all of that together, Newton's second law makes perfect sense when it comes to how do we use resources, set a direction, and create an impact. And uh, what resources we can bring uh, will change or, or can change the momentum of our business to help us create that impact. And I guess I want to mention something else about resources because we might start a business with one set of resources. Um, and you may be resource limited. In fact, if you're starting a business on your own, you are likely resource limited, right? So you can say, all right, I want to have this impact over here, but I have resources that are going to limit me from hitting the full scope of that impact. And so what we do is we say, all right, what impact can I have that will move me in that direction and that will help me grow and develop a business where I can add resources that will help me hit the larger goal. And so that's an important thing to do too, is to stage your business if you're resource limited. you say, okay, I can, what can I do? And don't focus on what you can't do. Keep your eye on the prize. What is my long-term vision? but be realistic and say, okay, I can't hit that, but I can work toward that by hitting this. And that's it. So, and, and again, momentum is the direction we choose to apply those resources. And uh, so I guess I just to tie it, to tie it up, I think it's important to go back to what I said earlier when it comes to uh, having your core, having a core understanding of what you're trying to achieve before you complicate it. So if you sit down and you say, and this is going into the next section of practical action, but we'll go ahead and mix them together here. Um, what are you going to do as a business owner walking away from this live stream or, or po- podcast episode? Um, start with your impact in mind. What do you want to do? What do you want to achieve? In the marketplace, and then by being clear about that, we start looking at what resources do we have to apply, um, and what direction we can move those resources or combine those resources in a way that gets us to that impact. And if your if your vision, if your understanding of your of your impact is muddy it's going to be very hard to focus those resources efficiently to hit that impact. And you may find yourself spending money on, on things you don't need or expending resources on things that don't push you forward. So understanding that vision in the beginning, um, helps you do that. helps you stay focused on, uh, achieving that specific impact and not get diluted. Um, and the, when it, when, it, when you talk about resources, you know, take a few minutes to take stock of your resources. What do you have? And don't let it be limited to the stuff in your office or your building. Um, uh, and then how do you combine those resources in a way that's unique? And so in terms of exercising or exercising, in terms of an exercise to take this episode and move it to that, uh, that place where it can be uh, helpful to you. If you're not clear on your vision and you don't understand exactly what your impact is, or you can't say it, you know, I I w I guess I want to touch on this a little bit too. And I know we're already at the end of the episode, but I, I think it's important. I think there's a lot of pressure when we talk about a vision statement or a mission statement there's a lot of pressure for it to be creative and smart and catchy and maybe that's good. All right? And I'm not going to dissuade you from doing that. But what I would also tell you is that it is much more important that you can say it in your mind in the moment than it is that it's clever. Beyond 50% Beyond 50% helps small businesses. There's nothing clever about it. It's not unique, it's not special in any particular way. It's not wordsmithy, but it's quick, it's easy, and it's accurate. That's the impact. I want to help small businesses. Directed Energy makes pulsers that enable technologies. It's not fancy, but it's easy to understand and keep in the top of your mind. So I think that's that's a little bit of an aside, but I think if it comes to, you know, if you start Googling how to create a vision statement, you can get some pretty crazy stuff. Don't get bogged down in that. A few words that mean something to you as an owner, that's what matters. And they don't have to be clever. They have to be consistent and helpful. So um, I think that about wraps it up. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about next week will be episode 53, Running a Business Takes Action. Probably gonna change the title a little bit, but I have a special guest for you. Megan Danae Anderson is going to with um, Accelerated Business Coaching is going to be with us. And she's going to talk about, I mean, you've probably read The E-Myth, and if you haven't, you should, by Michael Gerber. Um, and he talks about working on your business instead of in it. But Megan has developed an interesting and unique way of approaching that concept for small business owners. And so I am super excited. She calls it flow. And I'm super excited to talk to her next week. I hope you'll join us live. Um, That will be on the 12th at 10 a.m. Mountain Time. So looking forward to that. Uh, Aside from that, thank you for watching. Uh, If you are watching on YouTube, please consider subscribing and hitting the notification bell if you're listening on uh, iTunes. Thank you very much. It's time for me to get back to work.